Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's good to be here with you today. My guest today in this episode is Brandon Stewart. He is a former American Idol contestant. He is a musician. He is a TV personality and he is also an actor. And this conversation we recorded about two months ago. Brandon Stewart is an amazing guy and I'm excited for you to hear this interview. He has created a brand new TV show along with some other folks called Shine, where he gives them an opportunity to express and demonstrate their musical abilities in a situation where they may not normally have the opportunity to. Shows like American Idol, The Voice, and we get into this conversation in depth when we chat here are a bit challenging to get on. There are a lot of hoops to jump through. And Brandon and his team have come up with a creative and very interesting process to get people the exposure that they need. So enjoy today's episode. Again, I apologize. This is a little bit late in releasing, but I think you will enjoy it. Here's my interview with Brandon Stewart. It's time for the Open Mic Podcast with your host, Brett Allen. Broadcasting live from the Bay Area studios, here at the Open Mic, no topic is off limits. And of course, you never know who may stop by. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Open Mic Podcast. This is your host, Brett. It's good to be here with you on this beautiful, blistering Bay Area Tuesday. Good Lord, it is hot outside. I mean, I guess it could be worse. We were dealing with the fires and... Thank goodness those are all over and pretty much dissipated from. And I had a few people messaging me out there on social media asking, you know, how I was affected or if I was affected. And I was perfectly okay where I'm located at, but there were other areas that suffered far worse than I did. So definitely thoughts and prayers, good vibes to those people who are still recovering, who lost their property and houses and that sort of thing. And we are back with another episode today. I was outside doing some yard work. And now I'm inside recording today's episode. And this interview, I recorded it again. This is another flashback episode. I I don't know if that's the proper term. But anyway, we recorded this a few months ago and was not able to get it out. It's with Brandon Stewart. And as I mentioned in the intro, he is a musician. He is an actor. He's a model even. He does a lot of philanthropic work as well. And he and his team have created this show And at the time, the show was getting ready to launch, and I believe it's already in progress now, if not midway to close to being over. I don't think it's almost over, but I've checked out a couple episodes. It's called Shine, and Brandon and his team, they just do incredible things. They give back to the community. They pay attention to other parts of the country who do not necessarily get exposure for these types of of contests, and he really gives them a chance to express their musical gifts in a very positive way in a very non-threatening way. So without further ado, let's listen to this fantastic interview with the amazing Brandon Stewart. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. We have a lot to talk about. Brandon Stewart, I mentioned this in the introduction. He was on American Idol. He has his own TV show that he's getting ready to launch, Shine. Uh, Brandon TV. I mean, he's an actor. He's a producer. He's done it all. He he's just kind of all over the place and just really, really blowing up. And so we're going to have a great conversation this morning. Let's talk about 
your background a little bit, Brandon. Let's wind the clock back. I know American Idol was a bit ago, but I want to talk about that experience because I think those types of things really inform us as to who we are and kind of what we're doing and moving forward. So how did American Idol come about? How did that start for you? And what made you want to do that to begin with? Because I think those types of shows are so crazy. Everything that goes into them, it seems very stressful to me. <laughs> but, it is uh, so stressful. <laughs> let's talk about a little bit about that, if you wouldn't mind, just to kind of warm our audience up. Yeah, totally. So for me, my American Idol journey started um, when I was young. I was watching the show from the very first season when Kelly Clarkson won. And um, I really just kind of fell in love with their template. It was the first show that had ever really came on um, the television screen where they were showing these everyday normal people. Um, I'm from a small town. They were putting these people from small towns on television and they were showing them that their dreams can come true. And so it really spoke to me as a young kid seeing that, um, you know, you could be from anywhere and you could really chase your dream, um, not actually having the opportunities that people would have on the coast and coming from middle America and understanding that just because, you know, you may not come from a lot of money, you can still um, compete at the same level with all of these other singers. And so when I finally convinced my parents that I wanted to compete, oftentimes my parents would, you know, not allow me to compete in these competitions because it would, you know, get a little too cutthroat, so they would say. And so I finally convinced them to let me compete when I was um, 15. And I go to um, I believe it was Nashville, Tennessee was our first one that we went to, the Bridgestone Arena, and I actually didn't make it. And so um, my mom was like, you know, you really just need to take your time and, you know, we'll come back when you're ready. We skipped my, uh, my the 16-year-old uh, phase, and then we came back when I was 17, and they didn't have any auditions that were close, but my mom promised me that I could do it my senior year of high school. So we drove all the way to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> And, um, I, yeah, and I made it on the show then. And, uh, that was the year that Mariah Carey, Nicki Minaj, Keith Urban and Randy Jackson were judges. So if you could imagine there was plenty of drama. <laughs> and after I got on the show, um, we kept, we had, we had to go back to Louisiana several times before the whole Hollywood stuff kind of took off, but, um, it was just quite a journey and everything really kind of felt like it was just aligning for me at the time. Um, again, I was a senior in high school, I had just gotten accepted into college. And so my parents were in a good place. You know how parents are with, you know, college and wanting you to go and continue to pursue, um, you know, further education, which I totally believe in. And I think it's very important. But see, for me, in the, in the entertainment industry, it's not as important as it would be to being an engineer or a doctor and things like that. And so sure. bringing them down to a realistic, you know, stage where I'm like, you know, mom and dad, I, I don't really need to, you know, do this further education thing. I really just need experience in my field. And thank God that American Idol happened because after the American Idol journey, my mom and dad both believe that it could actually be something that um, could become a career for me. So it was a lot of fun, though. I, I mean, I met a lot of incredible people, incredible friends that I still have today. Um, the music director on the show, Michael Orland, and I are still very good friends. Um, he's no longer with American Idol, but he was with them for the 15 years they were on Fox and for um, a year on ABC, their new reboot. Um, but there's just a lot of incredible people that were involved in, um, you know, making small town kids like me believe that um, anything is possible. And that's kind of something that we do on the show. That we'll talk about in a little bit um, with Shine as well. Absolutely. So now mom and dad, they're full support of your career and they're like, let's do this. <laughs> they are. Yeah. It took them a minute to get on board. My mom was a little bit more 
understanding. You know how moms are, a little bit more of understanding course. than my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, my dad was an athlete. I was also an athlete in high school too. So he was more so like, you know, let's get you um, in the gym or let's get you, uh, you know, the division one scholarship, which I did get a division one scholarship. And he was really bummed when I actually passed on that <laughs> to further pursue the arts and stuff. But um, they're definitely all on board now and they believe in everything that um, I'm doing. And they're um, always passionate about backing whatever I've got going on. So I, I really love them for that. I can understand that. You know, mom is like, oh, my boy, he's going to be a, a star. And dad's like, how are you going to pay the bills? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of exactly how it was. How, how is this going to work? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it is. Even when um, I did the All-American Idol journey, my mom was the one that actually traveled um, with me to Louisiana each time when we were going all the way down there. And um, as I got further in the show, she was the one that continued to keep traveling with me. And my dad was kind of like, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. You know, more of like the realist. And my mom was like, you know, go, 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 go. And then by the time I made it on the show, my dad was like, go, 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 go. <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine. You know, I talked to so many celebrities and it's so interesting because that's typically how the journey goes. You know, you're an overnight success that's taken 10, 12 years to get where you are. And yeah. what people don't realize when they watch these shows and I've interviewed also, you know, quite a few folks from like America's Got Talent and all of that. And what they don't realize is that what you're seeing on television is really a byproduct of years and years of work that has taken you to get there. And sometimes even right now, I'm watching the current season of that show, not to digress too much, but I've seen people on there who have been on other shows too that have won. And so they really just kind of transgress from show to show until they really make it. Now, I did want to ask yeah. you one more question about Idol, and then we'll move forward with your film career. And then we'll definitely talk about Shine and Brandon TV. This guy is going for it, folks. He is living the dream and really just not stopping until he gets to where he wants to go. And I imagine probably once you get there, you're going to keep going. So big <laughs> coming from you. And that's really the drive, I think to be successful, right, is just to have a focus, would you say? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And talking about, too, what you said on those other shows, there's a lot of singers. We we kind of in the industry call them, you know, the karaoke competitions. And America's oh. Got Talent is a little bit different, obviously, because it's more of a, a variety show. But these karaoke competitions like The Voice, like American Idol, um, what was the new one that Fox just had? Um, I don't even know. There's too many of them, man. I, I can't even keep track of them. There's just yeah, so many I know. Shows. I can't even think of it right now. But anyway, Fox had launched, and I don't think it's even around anymore. It um, was about the four chair. They had the four chairs and oh, the, the, the four, yeah, the, the four? four with DJ yeah. Khaled. I think it's still on. It's just oh, on it's still hiatus. On. Yeah, it's oh, okay, got it. But but it's shows like that. So basically, my point being is, it shows like that when singers are bouncing from show to show to show it kind of gets almost saturated. They kind of saturate the market for us because we really like to see something new, something fresh each time on these shows. And when you've got singers that are going from one platform to the next, you're not really giving opportunities to, to other singers who haven't really jumped into that. And I really think these shows should be generational where each singer that's coming through and is doing their thing, they should go and they should move on. And that's kind of what I've done after American Idol, kind of building my own platform and moving from that. Well, you could have easily like gone back on and auditioned again, I'm sure. And they would have been like, oh, we know who this guy is. Let's have him on. <laughs> I think that yeah. happened this last season on American Idol. I don't really watch that show, but there was an artist. I think his name was Lane Hardy. And he went on a couple of years ago and didn't make it. 
came back this year with a friend, wound up auditioning, and he won it. And so he won, yeah. I want to ask you about that in particular, you know, the karaoke competitions. Like, America's Got Talent definitely is like a variety-type show. But there's a guy on there who won, like, Penn & Teller, and now he's on this show, and then he was on something else. So do producers look for that sort of thing? Like if they've had television time already and been on the screen, are they more apt to pick them versus somebody? If you can't talk about certain things because of NDAs, I totally understand. But I have to ask, like, do producers kind of look for that? Like, oh, this guy's been on TV before. So let's have him on this show again because he kind of knows how to perform. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. It really, I think it depends from show to show and from network to network. Um, I know on our show, um, we're under the Viacom umbrella. And on our show, we are more looking for like that, the whole blank canvas, because we're looking for singer songwriters. Okay. And it's not as much as a karaoke competition. Now, on these other shows, I could understand the draw for some of these producers to say, okay, we've seen them on The Voice. Maybe they didn't get so far. Let's give them a chance on American Idol now or vice versa or on the four or whatever it may be. Okay. Um, there's, there's another show on Songland, actually, that I think is is really great for what the music industry needs right now. And it's teaching people and uh, letting people kind of dive into that behind the scenes, behind the whole songwriting and why why it's important to write your own songs and share your own stories. And that's what we believe in on Shine. Um, but I, I really think it's so interesting whenever producers do go for that only because we've seen, you know, Joe Schmo on American Idol before he comes on The Voice. And it's it's almost like you've kind of seen what he can do before. Okay. Now, as far as producers, you know, a big thing in the industry right now, obviously, is the social media game. And okay. I, I will never understand it. And, and, you know, if people have these big followers, these producers want to kind of bank on them to bring all of their followers and fans no, to the no. show to watch the show itself. But yeah, no, we we um we don't really do that on Shine, and it's not really something that I even really understand. I think that raw potential is kind of what should speak the most. Yeah, speaking of, you know, it's kind of I get that, and I want to talk about Shine now. But before that, I, I to your point, I completely agree. It's like you have this mass of social media followers, but that doesn't guarantee that they're going to transfer over to what you're trying to do. I've seen it firsthand. You know, especially yeah. some of these folks. You know, if you have a large following and you want to start like a podcast and you're like, sweet, you know, all these people are going to follow me over. I'll be honest, as a podcast host and that sort of thing, I don't really, that doesn't mean anything to me because that's not going to guarantee any sort of thing, you know. As no, far as yeah. That, not exactly. even a little bit. Not even exactly. for a second. It's no, exactly. Trust. No, exactly. And my big thing about social media is oftentimes nowadays there's these people, and I've really even more so just learned it this year that people actually buy followers and there's these bots and there's this fake oh, phantom following online. So you really, honestly, you never even know who these people are when you've got, you know, these quote unquote Instagram models or stuff that are walking around. And if one of them can sing, then okay. I think a lot of these networks are starting to pick up on the fact that Social media followings really don't matter. It really matters on who the person is, what kind of press do they have, what is their background. Um, for yeah, me, yeah. before I made it on American Idol, I had like 15 years of professional training. And when I was on Idol, it was even before the social media game, I wasn't even using my Instagram at the time. And so when I was on there, the questions they were asking then were so much different than the questions that, you know, I have friends that are still competing on these shows that they're telling me that they're asking now. 
And I just think that that's so interesting. Like it used to really be about the singer in the background. And now mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's, it's toward more of this social media generation of, yeah, you yeah. know, what are they posting now? Who's following them? Who do they know? Blah, blah, blah. Well, let's talk about Shine TV because that's why you're here. This is so cool. Like what you're doing is different and unique. And I think that's what makes the show stand out. So good on you for that. How did you come up with this idea? What was the sort of process that brought this into existence? Absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much for, you know, again, having me on here and letting me talk about this platform. The platform is really important to me. It started as a, you know, a a baby. Um, when I first launched this um, show called Carrollton Idol in my small town, in my hometown, after my American Idol experience, I was like, wow, this is so great. But then when I came back home and, you know, everybody was really excited for me, I was having friends of friends and family friends and whoever kind of mentioned to me about how lucky I was that I was financially able to even make the drive to Louisiana and to audition for the show and to be able to afford you know, being a part of the show before they actually started paying for my flights and et cetera. And so um, I started thinking about that. And I was like, you know what, I don't understand why we don't have opportunities like that here. So I started this platform called Carrollton Idol. And it grew to the number one singing live singing competition in Kentucky. And so after that, I was like, okay, wow, maybe I have something here, maybe I could like be good at this whole producing thing. And so uh-huh. um, from then we kind of expanded. And I was like, you know, I want to really have my own um, show. I want to have my own look. I want to have my own feel on um, a platform that people could actually watch like a, like a television show. So the next step from that would, would be a web series. And so I started talking to some of my friends. We launched in 2017. Um, I brought on one of my great friends now, um, Ashton Jones, who is a Grammy winner. And she's still a judge on the show. This will be her second season when she returns. And at the time in the first season, I brought on a good friend of mine named Rylan. And Rylan is a pop star and is an absolute incredible. He's written for, um, you know, the whole uh, uh, um, ghost writing thing. He's done. Oh things yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. He's done things for Demi Lovato, Britney Spears, and all kinds of stuff. And he's constantly working. Um, so anyway, we had a really strong panel the first season, and it went over really well. And um, we just really were sticking to our roots. And when we started marketing the show in 2017, we were telling people, you know. It's so important to understand that this show is not like American Idol and The Voice. You're not going to be singing to millions and millions of people. It's a niche market, especially at the startup, just like American Idol was when it first started. And when you come to us, we're going to teach you things. It's not like, you know, the coast to coast competitions, again, like American Idol and, and The Voice, where they put you head to head and they don't really mentor you. It's, almost, it's literally like a karaoke competition. You come, you show up, you sing, you rehearse, you leave. And with Shine, we actually sit down with these singers and we tell them, hey, this is how the music industry is. To be an independent artist, you need to get on this platform here. You need to get on you know, this platform there. You need to be doing background vocals, starting out potentially. Maybe you need to start you know, ghostwriting early on. You need to learn how to write. You need to start learning how to maybe playing an instrument, things like that. So we really walk these singers through how to become successful, exactly like Chance the Rapper did. Chance the Rapper is kind of our gold star for somebody who is an independent artist who did it completely by himself. Of course, he had a team that did it, but he wasn't with no label. So he had to raise all of his own money. He had to uh, learn how to market himself and he had to learn how to write, sing and sell, which is kind of like our slogan, teaching singers how to write, sing and sell. And so um, that's kind of a little bit about what the show's about and why exactly I launched it. I just really think it's important for singers to get 
uh, and understand the fact that, you know, though it is challenging, though it is very, very hard to be an independent artist, it can be done. And so what we did is we went into middle America instead of, you know, flying just like they do on these big shows. They fly them out to Hollywood, to New York, to Chicago, whatever the big city is that they're having their big, you know, grand finale, whatever. We don't do that. We go to their backyard. We build the stage in middle America. We go to them. We have a whole city tour, just kind of like they do on the bigger shows, but we stay there for the entire show and we show them you can build a successful fan base and a successful career right here. That is so cool. So it's almost like a mentoring program in a way too, would you say? It is, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got, and again, on the show, even this coming um, uh, this coming year, this season, we've got four celebrity mentors that are joining the judging panel. And I, I guess I should mention the new judging panel. Me and Ashton Jones are returning, the, the Grammy winner I mentioned before. And we're joined by Two Live Bree, who is this incredible rapping sensation. He's got a new Netflix series that's coming out this year. And he is just on fire, um, releasing songs, you know, two, sometimes three songs a month. Sometimes he is incredible. And he was a part of our first season, too. He was a special guest mentor that we had on a couple of episodes. Incredibly hilarious. I don't know if you ever saw. Um, the year on American Idol when they kind of had the Steven Tyler, J-Lo, and Randy Jackson. That was one of my most, you know, the famous um, group of judges that were kind of my my favorite kind of group that they had yeah, put together. Yeah, I vaguely remember, yes. Yeah, so if you can imagine, you know, their crazy personalities, it's very similar to how we're going to be on the show. You know, Bree is just someone you never are going to expect what he's going to say. Ashton is, of course, our sweetheart. And for whatever reason, I've been called our local Simon Cowell, but I think it's just because I'm blunt and I just really want to see these <laughs> singers grow. Um, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely been a journey and um, I'm really excited about it. But, yeah, I definitely think that we would call ourselves a mentorship as long as as long as we're um, you know showing these singers what they can do to be successful. That's all I care about. The ratings, the views, which luckily from the first season, we have great ratings thus far. But. Um, all that stuff will come and I understand it'll come. And you know what? If the show isn't right for America, then, then fine. It's not right for America. But after the first season and seeing the popularity grow so quickly, we knew that there was something special with the show. So we had to bring it back for a season two. Well, I definitely think it's unique in the sense of what you're doing and how you're procuring talent, which I want to ask you, how do people audition? How does that whole process work? How do you find people? Awesome. So we basically are going on an audition tour and it's happening in July. It's going to be July 12th through the 14th. And we are going to Louisville, Kentucky, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Cincinnati, Ohio. You can visit our website for the locations. Those are going to be announced actually next week. Um, so you can get on there. You can sign up on our website, which is www.doushine.com. Or you can just send in an audition video. And the audition videos are really simple. We've actually already doubled um, our submissions at, from this time last season. We've already doubled those um, signups and submissions now. So the, the show is going to grow and it's going to continue to grow. So I just I encourage any singer that's out there that may be listening to this to just jump on board and really see what, you know, what it is all about. Really see how you, know, you could do singing and songwriting, not just you know, karaoke singing or not just going head to head with the big band singer or, you know, the quirky little singer on the record next door or whatever. We're really trying to build out, um, you know, an artist. And I really encourage singers to do that. 
and to join us on the Audition City Tour because it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm going to be there. Hey, Brandon's going to be there. He's a cool guy. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> He's very talented. I just think it's awesome. Now, I'm kind of leading the witness here a little bit, but what is the state of the music industry right now, in your opinion? Like, how do you feel about it? Especially outside of what you're doing, obviously you've experienced success and you're, I would consider you to be a celebrity, so to speak. And, and, and that's just such an odd term because once you are, you just kind of are like, you know what I'm saying? You just exist and people know you for this or that. But the fact that, well, let me back up a little bit. It's kind of a stream of consciousness thought. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. So you have done this show. You've got success. You're famous now. Not a lot of famous people or celebrities or musicians would be willing to do this. They might just tell you to kick sand and sort of go about it the hard way and struggle like you had to. So I think you're offering something that's different than what most artists might offer. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, so to kind of back up and um, so what you first said about the music industry, the music industry is in a really interesting place right now. And it's kind of slowly been, uh, you know, declining, getting harder and harder and harder for singers to come up, especially independently, and to find careers in, you know, in music. Um, I don't know if you, you saw, but iTunes is going away, you know. And we'll, yeah, we'll I heard have, about that. I heard about that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of singers that I know, and me included, who, um, you know, make a good chunk of change from iTunes. <laughs> so that's going to hurt a little bit. But there's other ways, there's other things out there and you just have to stay um, on your toes with the opportunities and relevant. to do that. Yeah, you exactly. You have to be the relevant one that's out there. That's researching that knows exactly what you need to do, what your next move needs to be. And that's why we're here for these singers. Um, now onto the next question, the, the word celebrity, I think is such a weird term, isn't it? I feel like it's very weird, but it, it is. It is. It totally is. But especially when, you know, you go to, we call them these middle American states, right? So you go to middle America and you're talking to these dreamers. We, it was some, some, a term that we use on Shine, of course, something that I was back in the day of too. But um, you're talking to these dreamers and they look up to you. It's, it's weird the sparkle that, that you see in there. I was the exact same sparkle that you may have had in high school and elementary school um, growing up. Um, and as soon as you see that, it's just a whole new motivation for me. Mm -hmm. And when I saw it in these contestants in the first season, I just knew that this was something that I needed to pursue and to really not give up on because these singers don't have these opportunities. And I, I go back and I was streaming actually with um, some good friends of mine, Ava Cantrell, who were trying to figure out how she can be a part of, you know, Brandon TV. We're, we're writing a new series together too, apart from shine, but that's a whole nother topic. But anyway, I was watching the show with her and I was kind of getting her thoughts and ideas before moving into filming this next season. And, you know, she was telling me how, you know, the show's great, Brandon. And when we were watching, I was starting to get teary eyed again. And she was like, you know, what's wrong. And I was like, it's just so crazy when you, when you go back and you binge the season and you see, you know, kids like Meredith Thomas, for example, who was a, a, a singer that was on last season who was actually now volunteering and helping this next season. Um, somebody who, who might not come from it exactly like me. You know, I wasn't handed anything on a silver platter. I had to get out and I had to work for it. And when I was growing up, my mom and my dad, they were lucky enough to have stable jobs, but they weren't jobs that, you know, they could just get me whatever I needed to. 
you know, I really had to build out my own opportunities and Meredith is kind of the same way. And she's not from, um, you know, a bad part of town, but in Kentucky, people don't make um, the money that they do on the coasts either. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, CEOs, COOs down there. There's a lot of um, everyday, you know, dads and sometimes stay at home moms or vice versa, you know, the stay at home dads and the everyday moms that are working the nine to fives that are just trying to keep food on the table. And these yeah, singers yeah. have got to find ways to get out of that rut because that really damages your creative process as well. And that's also something we teach on shine. That's um, you have to constantly stay in a creative process and whatever helps you um, get there, whether it be working out or whether it be going on a run in the morning or just eating a bowl of cereal every day, whatever kind of keeps you happy and upbeat and moving and constantly wanting to write, constantly wanting to stay proactive and creative. That is what we like to see these singers do. And that's kind of what we teach them to do as well. You know, you need to get up every single day, glass half full, understand that there's opportunities out there and don't beat yourself up because I've been told no a million times, just kind of like I told you, even when we went to Nashville, they physically told me I wasn't right for American Idol. I was too Broadway when I was 15. I came back 17 and they were begging me to be on the show. Nigel Lithgow was in one of my, um, one of my audition rounds when I went back to Louisiana and he went on and on and on about my version of House of the Rising Sun and how he loved it. And la, la, la. Had I just listened to their no the first time around, I would have never had that experience, you mm -hmm. know? And, and that's, that's kind of what, um, a long winded version of what I feel is, is so crucial about, you know, these quote unquote celebrities or whatever we're going to call them coming back and being a part of platforms like shine so that they're teaching these singers that you can be in my shoes and it may take a year, it may take two years. It could take 15 years, but if this is what you want, then don't stop. And that's kind of what we teach. I think that's so important too, to realize that if you have focus, you can really make those things happen if you just put your nose to the grindstone and just focus and focus and focus yeah exactly and exactly, I've I that even doing this podcast a year ago or so i was interviewing like friends from high school and now i'm talking to you i'm interviewing some amazing people and it's just so cool but i don't think that would have happened had i not just put the focus in and really just taken the experiences as they came and just putting effort into really focusing in on the moment and being present and not so much concerned about the results. Exactly. That's important. It's well, so it's, important. It's huge. It really is. Like I'm getting ready to interview country superstar Lee Greenwood. Holy cow. How does that even happen? Well, I love Lee Greenwood. Yeah. He's coming on the show here in about an hour. He's like two more after you. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. You better tell him about shine and tell him that I will. We, I'll mention we would love it. A shout I will. Out. <laughs> so let's talk about Brandon TV as we wrap it up. Cause you've got shine. You've got your film career. If that wasn't enough, now you're building your own network. How the heck does that happen? <laughs> so it's actually kind of um, a pretty, uh, it's a snowball effect, of course. And it's something that kind of just worked out. I signed with Awesomeness TV. They're this incredible digital, me di digital medium company that launched in 2012. And um, I signed with them last year and we did this big music video launch. I'll have to send you the video. It's called This Is Me. And it was a reimagined version from the greatest showman song that was um, the Oscar nominated song. And so I we did this saw that video, your agent sent that over. That was very cool. Oh, awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. So that was our launch with awesomeness TV. And so after that, um, they were kind of like, okay, who is this guy? You know, <laughs> because again, talking about social media numbers, I kind of 
lucked out. My friend, um, Ava Coda, Ava Michelle, she actually is the one that referred me to Austin this TV. And she was like, you know, you guys need to check Brandon out. And she's got, a, you know, big numbers. She was on Dance Moms and she was like, you know, he's great. And when they took the meeting at first, they're kind of like, you know, and we don't really sign people that don't have the numbers. And I was like, I get it, whatever. And so um, they weren't really apt on it just yet. And so after we did this music video, they were like, okay, who are you? You know, what are you about? Why, sure, why sure. are you not on our roster? So thankfully they, they signed me and moving forward, we started doing music videos here and there. We started building what we thought would be a good move for my channel itself, which is basically a glorified YouTube channel. Um, there's a bunch of fancy words in there and in, in there, but we're using YouTube's programming initiative, which is basically having your own channel on there. And so we're building our company, Brandon TV, exactly like Austinist TV built theirs. And we're being mentored by them. Um, we're mm -hmm. being advised by them. We've got incredible advisors from different agencies and managements in LA who are walking us through exactly what would be the best moves and when would be the best moves. We've got marketing advisors as well. Um, one that actually came from Fox um, television who helped launch shows like Glee and American Idol. Um, we've got a slew of shows. If you go to www.officialbrandonstewart.com, um, you can see all of them. Um, Shine is the one that starts it all off in August. And then we've got a comedy that follows it called Rusty Camel. And then we've got a gritty drama that's like a Game of Thrones called Drylands. And then we've got a show called Crestmore, which is a high school drama like Riverdale that follows that. And in the mix of all that, we have a political talk show that, that takes on the hard topics of the 2020 debate. We've got um, another uh, teen drama called Pine Creek that's coming. Um, we've got an anthology series that's like an American horror story that's coming that's still in development. It's just insanity how um, crazy busy I am, <laughs> but also how incredibly excited we are because mm -hmm. Shine was on its own platform first. So when I launched the show, it actually had its own, um, you know, back end YouTube TV situation channel. And um, when we launched Brandon TV, we were like, you know, it would only make sense to move this uh, show to my platform and to launch the entire Brandon TV brand. And my team at Austinist TV were like, holy crap, that is such a great idea. And then they obviously just recently got acquired by Viacom and now Viacom's on board. So now we've got Viacom Digital Studios, we've got Austinist TV, um, and now we've got the entire team from Shine that are all leading the pack, as well as all these showrunners that are bringing us new content. I know another long-winded answer, but it's very, no, very, no, very you're exciting. fine. <laughs> that, that's that's totally cool. I love that, and I think it's fantastic. So one last question: you probably get asked this a lot, but I I like to bring practical content to my audience and and just some things that they can take away with that we can put in our show notes in our worksheets. Like, what would be some advice that you might give somebody? who is starting out in this industry, like they're kind of getting there. They want to do this. I don't know. Maybe they've never even auditioned for idol or any of these other shows, but they want to sort of become known and get into the lane that you're in. Like, what would you say to them if you could? Um, I mean, I guess I would use my three, my, my the three bullet point rule here. I, it, it's focus, intensity, and resilience. Um, you have to stay focused on everything you do. Uh, you can't be scared to get intense with people, um, you know, whether that's calling the agent every single day and being like, you really need to take me, you really need to take me. If you believe in your talent, get intense about it. Um, for me, that was moving out to L.A. at the age of 19 all by myself. That was the intense move for me. 
Um, and then the resilience. Um, like I said before, you're going to get told no, I don't know how many times, you know, millions of times. And you just have to know when to get up, dust yourself back off and walk. And sometimes it might not be in the same direction, but at least you're walking forward. And, um, you know, for these singers, just because we've been talking about Shine, if, you know, anybody's out there that's listening and you're going to be auditioning for Shine, say that we give you a no the first time. There's a lot of no's from the first season that we're actually hoping come back for the second season because growth does happen. And um, it's just so important for people to understand that without focus, intensity and resilience, you will not make it in this industry. And there's no place for you either. Um, And sorry to be so blunt again, a Simon Cowell moment, but if you really want this, you have got to demand it. And that means going out, finding your opportunities and not sitting at home and and wishing that it happened or just staying content and settling. Um, Entertainment industry is not about settling. It's not about being content. It's about going and, you know, building a future for yourself. I don't think it's bad to be compared to Simon Cowell, quite honestly, because he's discovered so many famous people and put so many bands together. I think that's an okay thing because you wouldn't have gotten to where you are if someone had just coddled you. I would probably take a wild guess. Oh, absolutely not. And let me tell you, even after our first season, we, you know, there was a little bit of drama here and there after I was a little blunt, some singers kind of like backlash here and there. After the show, I can't tell you the amount of emails that we got thanking me for, you know, being so hands-on with these contestants exactly. from their parents, from them themselves. And it's just because you need to hear that. I mean, if you're flat, you're flat. You know what I mean? You fix it. Nobody needs to be coddled. You know, we've got Ashton Jones for that on our panel. Uh, you know, they had Paul Abdul for that on their panel. And you've got people who, you know, can coddle them and be like, it's okay. You know, they kind of put it in a more delicate way. For me, I, I, we really just don't have that time. And we're going through hundreds of singers, you yeah. know, daily. And so I need you to know that this is your problem. This wasn't the, the right song choice. I'm sorry. It's a no for me today. Maybe tomorrow, maybe meet us in Cincinnati. You know, say we say no in Louisville. I, sometimes I even tell them, I think it was a bad song choice. Meet us in Cincinnati tomorrow. I would love to hear another song choice. You know, it, it just kind of depends, of course, a case by case. But a thousand no's before you get that one yes. But let me tell you that one yes can change your life. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good, you know, to give people that other chance. I was just watching another episode of America's Got Talent and the singer was on there. He came out and sang a song. Simon stopped him, told him to pick another song choice. He said, I've got this song. And he goes, I don't think that's a good idea. It's really the same style that you just did. And then he kind of like baited the audience. The singer did. He goes, well, what do you guys want? And Simon Cowell got very annoyed and said, you need to stop it. You're getting on my nerves. I need you to come back. It's really cool. You should, I can send you the link. You would really get something out of it. I think it was really, it's kind of funny, but touching at the same time. And so the guy left the stage, picked another song, came back out. Simon said, hey, I know we didn't get off on the right foot, but I like you. I like your voice, but I think it comes down to song choice. And you hear that a lot, but I, it's probably very true from what you're describing. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Now, how can people find out about your show and when is it launching? This will air a little bit down the road, but I want people to know we'll, we're going to try and get it out before the show goes live. But when does it air and how can people learn more about you, Brandon? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you guys want to follow me on any social media, it's the same all across the board. It's Bran M. Stew. That's B-R-A-N-M for the middle initial. And then S-T-E-W. It's the first four letters of my 
first name, my middle initial and the first four letters of my last name. And then um, for Shine, the social media is super simple also. It's just Shine Sings. And that's the same across the board. And then if you guys want to sign up and, and come join us on the audition tour, or maybe you just want to send in an audition tape and see see what you've got. Um, either way, uh, I promise you, I'm producing the show. The judges will see your audition tapes. It's not like the other shows where they may not receive it. Um, you just go to www.doyoushine.com. You click our auditions tab and um, you go from there and you can submit um, uh, an audition tape through our platform there, or you can sign up to join us on the audition tour. Either way, I do think that you guys should either be watching the show, being a part of the show. Um, it is going to take off. It, it, it's going to be even bigger and better this year. There's incredible people that are involved in, in the mentorship this season, and we're really excited about it. Fantastic. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. It's like early as can be for me, but you know what? This interview is a lot of fun. Hey, hey, thanks a lot to Brandon Stewart for being a part of the podcast and to everyone who listens and supports. That brings today's episode to a bang and close. More podcast episodes dropping soon. Brand new guests, a couple interviews lined up. Very excited about that. Till next time. Cheers, my friends. Be well. That brings today's episode to a close. Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a kind rating and review. It really does help. Until next time, cheers and be well.